Hello, and welcome to Women Developing Brilliance. I'm your host, Casey Rossi. It's my great pleasure to present interesting stories of creative women sharing their message and lighting up the world with their presence and offerings. Get ready to be inspired. You can learn more about creating a business that you love by visiting kcrossi.com. Enjoy! My guest today is Heather Dominic. Heather is the founder and leader of the Highly Sensitive Entrepreneur Movement. She teaches how you can be highly successful in business and highly spiritual at the same time. I loved this episode with Heather. I absolutely resonate as a highly sensitive entrepreneur, and I think you're really going to find value in how she integrates both being successful in business as well as being spiritual and through the lens of individuals that are just a little bit more sensitive than most. You're going to truly enjoy the tips that she shares. I know I certainly did. Hi, Heather. I am so thrilled to dive into this conversation with you. I have like a list of notes because you are going to be such a juicy guest to really get deep into these spiritual conversations that I think more of us need to be having. Oh, yay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yay. Absolutely. So first off, before we get too deep, I would just love to know um, how spirituality became kind of a core principle and value and purpose in your life. Yeah, it's a really beautiful question. So I would go back to when I was 14 years old and Uh, At that time, my mother actually was in a biking, a bicycle accident, and she passed away two weeks later. And understandably, that was a very defining moment uh, in my life and for any, you know, young person. And, you know, through the process of, you know, trying to navigate my way through such a devastating loss. One of the things that my father shared with me, and I'm an only child, was the curriculum uh, from A Course in Miracles. Hmm. So that was something that was always in my presence from that point on and diving into teachers like Marianne Williamson and Wayne Dyer and Carolyn Miss as a teenager and then really that study, um, you know, into being uh, an adult in my twenties and thirties and, you know, all the way through uh, many ups and downs in terms of, you know, romantic relationships and career and professional changes. And then, you know, absolutely part of the business and mentoring company that I've been running for almost 20 years now. Wow. Well, first off, props to your cool dad. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's really incredible. I can't even imagine for the the two of you being an only child and experiencing that deep loss that he still had an awareness and a consciousness to provide you with tools to help you through the grief. So that's really incredible. Did you talk about it together? Like, was that exploration something that you did with your father as as a young girl? 
I would say, you know, yes and no. You know, I, I definitely appreciate that acknowledgement on your part because for sure he did the best that he could. There were a lot of marks that were missed, but A Course in Miracles was definitely, you know, a really solid anchor and and served as a way that we could, you know, be in conversation. Um around something that, yeah, like you said, is so difficult and so challenging. Yeah, absolutely. And I love how you brought something that um, really inspired and affected you decades ago into your current iteration with a business course of miracles. Can you talk to us a little bit about that dovetailing or that marrying of concepts? Yes, yes, definitely. So I started my first business uh, in 2003, and that was uh, as a health and nutrition coach. And I found the whole process absolutely terrifying and really (laughs) challenging. Um, I had actually come from working for eight years as a public high school English and drama teacher. So I entered into this world of being, you know, self-employed and it was definitely part of, you know, living just a mile from ground zero during 9-11. And there was just so much that was happening and changing and, and, you know, kind of this sense in New York City at the time of like, you know, take life and really go for it. And yeah, I knew nothing about what it meant to be in business, um, what it meant to be self-employed. And, you know, I had taken some I would say some supportive measures, but also I kind of just jumped off the edge without, you know, really anything in my corner except, you know, just, I don't know, the blessing of naivete. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. (laughs) So I turned to, you know, I turned to my spiritual practice uh, as a real solid, like desperate support system. And really started to marry the two and was really able to build that first business up to a full practice capacity um, in less than a year. And then others started asking. And then I started kind of weaving spiritual principles into my work. And then that led to, you know, supporting other wellness professionals and their business from a spiritual perspective. And then, you know, since 2010, where I discovered that I am a highly sensitive person, that's really when the dovetail very powerfully merged. And I'll just briefly share that one of the uh, foundational principles from A Course in Miracles is that a miracle is a shift in perception. And as I learned more about what it meant to be highly sensitive, I realized that this approach was needed more than ever to be able to have a shift in perception about how I saw myself as a person who's highly sensitive and what that meant to be in business. And then eventually what that meant in order to be able to lead as a person who's highly sensitive. And that's really where the combination and the, again, the dovetailing really came into a, you know, a powerful uh, pivotal point. That's awesome. Thank you for that explanation. I think it always helps to give context because it's it's so unique. And one of the things, if you could just take a moment to define what a highly sensitive 
entrepreneur is. I know that you say HSE as for short, but talk to us a little bit about some traits of a highly sensitive entrepreneur. Yes, absolutely. So first, really important to emphasize that highly sensitive person is is not a phrase uh, coined by me. And the work in regards to what it means to be a highly sensitive person is very clearly founded in research uh, by many psychologists. One who's most well known is Dr. Elaine Aaron for her founding research from the 1990s of what it means to be a highly sensitive person. So with that said, in brief, uh, a highly sensitive person is someone whose nervous system is coded or wired differently than someone who's not highly sensitive, meaning that your nervous system takes in stimulation at a much higher degree than a non-highly sensitive. So that could be anything from sight, sound, smells, energy, information. Something that might be slightly kind of stimulating to someone who's not highly sensitive could be like off the charts stimulating. So it really impacts how it is that you process and experience the world. And Because of that, there are what I refer to a lot of shadow tendencies for those of us who are highly sensitive, but there are also what I refer to as strengths as highly sensitives. And it's the strengths that tend to call a highly sensitive person forward to be self-employed, particularly in the areas of coaching, uh, wellness, uh, anything that has to really do with being able to use the senses to offer support. And therefore, then it also requires a different set of skills or approaches to be able to be successful because what's going to work in marketing for someone who's not highly sensitive, for example, won't necessarily work for a person who is. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. I just want to interrupt you there. I'm bursting because so many of our listeners are highly sensitive. So I really do want to dive into some of the nitty gritty and tips to help them because this is a big struggle when it comes to sales and marketing. And I think that unless you make that distinction, it's very maddening to wonder why doesn't doing like 10 series in my lead magnet email nurture sequence or building this funnel like all these other people are doing, why isn't it working for me? Why do I feel gross and disgusting? You know, and so many other things. And uh, so I really want to get into that. But when I first heard your intro on your website, I literally almost cried. I was like, oh my God, like you're completely talking to me. I am one of those 20% of the highly sensitive. So that was one of the reasons why I was really especially excited to talk to you. And it's been something that I've had all of my life. And I think that you'll probably agree that it's something that until you recognize it, you feel it's a weakness. And I've had people kind of like laugh and mock like, oh God, here we go again. We have to leave because someone sprayed the table next to us with Windex and now Casey's got to go. Like whatever it happens to be, you know, and it's so interesting because other people that have this tendency very much gravitate to the likeness of them. I remember having a um, perspective client, she was going through and interviewing three different coaches to see who was going to be a good fit. And I do think that 
as a highly sensitive, we need to be much more discerning to make sure that someone's energy is going to click with us and we're not going to be too overwhelmed by like, oh my God, they're like a fire hose taking in the conversation. And she remembered out of my whole website, she's like, oh, you're the one that's sensitive to light and smells, right? And it was like so hilarious because it's like I have pages and pages of content, but that's how she um, distinguished me from the other two coaches she was like previewing. So all that being said, talk to me a little bit about some of the marketing strategies for this smaller percentile of people that have tried to do it traditionally and just ended up being frustrated or even close to burnout because they were spinning their wheels. Yes. Well, I think speaking to that frustration is really, really important. And what's most important to really highlight about that is that there's nothing wrong with you. And so, you know, for anyone who's listening and anything that, you know, you and I have covered so far is resonating, I would really just recommend that you take a moment to write that down. Because for those of us who are highly sensitive, being 20%, as you mentioned, of the global population, it can really start to feel like there is something wrong with you just because the percentage is unbalanced, right? That the majority of the world is designed for the other 80%. And up until recently, that also includes trainings when it comes to marketing and sales. However, there are specific strengths, as I mentioned before, that those of us who are highly sensitive very clearly possess. And the key is that for most highly sensitives, those strengths have gone untrained. Mm. So the work that I do is about teaching highly sensitives to use those strengths and I'll speak to just a few of them in a moment, but to use those strengths really to support you to be able to lead in your business or even in life, right? And those strengths, for example, uh, I'll just share a few of what I've identified as the top 12, but definitely intuition is one of those strengths. Empathy is one of those strengths. We also have the strengths of deep feeling, deep thinking, and deep listening. Now, again, when you're coming from the shadow side of those strengths, those strengths will contribute to an experience of the primary shadow, which is overwhelm, right? Where you're inundated with an overstimulation, an oversensory stimulation, like the Windex on the table at the restaurant next to you, as you mentioned, right? Yeah. However, again, when you learn to really train and manage your nervous system, then something like intuition and empathy becomes not only a strength, but kind of like a superpower, to be able to use in your marketing and in your selling in a very specific way that feels good to you, doesn't feel inauthentic or as if you have to go against who you naturally are in order to quote unquote get the sale. But the way that again, I teach marketing and I teach selling feedback that I hear a lot is, oh my gosh, this is like a spiritual experience, which is also one of our strengths that we're very spiritual by nature. So it's possible. It absolutely is. Yeah. I mean, that's truly one of the reasons why I chose to work in business because I think it challenges the individual so deeply because it goes through every single layer, every single self-doubt. It's like, it is the, the 
I don't know. I just think it's a very powerful, fast way to discover ourselves spiritually, even though we're doing it through the lens of business. Um, that being said, Heather, you had mentioned um, the the different like strengths and weaknesses, and I appreciate that um, delineation. I think people are going to really understand that. But what came up for me is how do you do the dance between an entrepreneur that's just playing small out of fear and catering to their sensitivities? I don't understand the question. Okay. So basically like there is um, an aspect where I think many of us go through the growth journey of being an entrepreneur where there's times where we're hitting our glass ceiling or we may have worry or fear about the rates that we charge or we generally know that we need to stand up and play big, but something's holding us back. So those are really common characteristics across the board, whether someone's highly sensitive or not. However, I guess, and maybe this is my lack of um, perception. So I would be fine to be schooled and and corrected. I see a fragility more so in a highly sensitive where we have to be like looking at it in a different way. I don't want to say handling it with kid, kid gloves, but I know with my clients where it's like, I can't do that marketing plan or it's going to tank me for months. And uh, someone else may not understand that. So it's like, how do you do the dance of like, this is just something that doesn't feel right for me and it's not going to be a click versus I'm playing small and I'm choosing to like, you know, dial it back. Got it. Well, I, I believe in what I'm hearing you share is it points to what I've come to develop and teach as what I refer to as the highly sensitive coping mechanism and uh, excuse me, the highly sensitive coping cycle, which speaks to three primary HSE coping mechanisms. And those coping mechanisms are hiding, pushing, and combo plattering, which means you go (laughs) back and forth between the two. That's awesome. I've never heard that before. That's brilliant. So hiding is, you know, again, most of us are untrained and then therefore unconscious and how our highly sensitive nervous system plays such a significant role in what it is that we're able to create or not create. And most of us, again, unconsciously, because we weren't taught how to work with our nervous system as a highly sensitive, we unconsciously developed coping mechanisms. So hiding is where you are the person who will have like the most beautiful website and you will have the perfect materials and you will have all of your, you know, T's crossed and your I's dotted. And at the end of the day, you are not enrolling clients, right? Or you are the person that you tend to default to a martyr role and you're taking care of, you know, everyone and and anything else around you, your neighbor's hamster, you know, your children's school pickup, um, you volunteer for the neighborhood. But again, at the end of the day, you haven't made any sales. You haven't enrolled any clients. A pusher, the pushing coping mechanism is you will drive really hard to get done what the other 80% will get done, but it will come at a very high cost for you. And typically uh, in the result of health or relationship crisis. And then, like I said, the combo platter is you flip flop back and forth between the two. And that's what I like to refer to as a highly sensitive definition of insanity because you will literally drive yourself crazy. So absolutely. 
And Heather, I just want to pause you because I have a laundry list of people that I know that are listening to this podcast that are going to be shaking their head saying that is absolutely me. So right. keep going. This is right. this is just awesome info. Yeah. So it's important to be able to begin to unpack those coping mechanisms to then be able to differentiate between the quote unquote playing small, right? Or, you know, being able to step forward to create what you're here to create. And I definitely understand the concept of playing small. I don't personally uh, really, uh, I, I, I don't have an affinity with that phrase because I feel like there's so much more. It, it makes it sound very black and white, right? For an 80 percenter, it could be, you know, play small or go big. For highly sensitive, it is so much more nuanced. And again, being able to understand and then work through the process of, you know, again, really demystifying that coping mechanism and beginning to shift those patterns of how it is that you have developed coping truly to take care of yourself, right? It's really served a purpose for you as highly sensitive. Did you ever just wish there was a group of high-vibe women entrepreneurs that you could hang out with? A place where you could share your wins, get a biz question asked, and be around people that just get you. Well, there is, my friend. It's my Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group. I created a place on the web where like minds and open hearts could continue the conversations that we start here on the podcast. Fulfill your desire to develop friendships with women from around the globe, women who are on the solopreneur journey just like you. Now more than ever, we are craving authentic connections. Believe me, your voice matters, your work matters, and having the support of a close-knit community can make all the difference in the world. So head over to Facebook and go to facebook.com slash groups slash Women Developing Brilliance and request to join my private Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group, the gathering place for heart-centered female entrepreneurs looking to create an impact, increase their income, and connect deeply with themselves and others in the process. I can't wait to welcome you in my Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group, where you'll be encouraged to introduce yourself, ask a question, and meet other ambitious lightworkers just like you. Again, it's facebook.com slash groups slash women developing brilliance. I'll catch you there. You know, it's so interesting to your point about uh, terminology and the nuances. Even that word playing big or playing small can be a massive trigger. And to the 80%, it can be like, what's the big deal? Get over yourself, snap out of it. But to the 20%, I think that it, and I've seen it play out where it can set up self-defeating thoughts because all of a sudden you're thinking, well, wait, why is this so easy for everyone on Insta to be doing X, Y, and Z? And for me, one, it takes longer. And I think that you had talked about this in one of the things I heard, but where perfectionism and people pleasing play into um, this category. And I think that yeah, it's just like it's all like I'm getting tons of light bulbs here. I'm so, <laughs> so glad. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really so excited. Glad. Um yeah. What, yeah, go ahead. If you wanted to say something on that before I was just I- gonna say it brings a sense of freedom 
right? So, and again, I think there's two points that are important to emphasize here. So there's the 80% versus the 20% that we've been talking about. But now in our times, there's also pre-pandemic and post or during and through pandemic. And for those of us who are, high, who are highly sensitive, again, we really possess strengths and skills that are very much needed through these times. But what I want to really highlight and speak to specifically to piggyback off of what you just shared is I have a concept that I teach in my work that I refer to as the good enough business. And this comes from my background in psychology and education, and particularly British psychologist Winnicott, who has a theory called the good enough mother. And the basic gist is that we are not meant to be perfect, and that the child is actually not meant to be having everything all at once. So the pre-pandemic marketing by the other 80%, which is really hammering home that like if you don't have a six or seven figure business, then you're a failure, where the good enough business actually invites you to consider, wait a minute, what is my good enough business? What is it that will make me happy? For some highly sensitive entrepreneurs, it's five clients, and that is their beautiful, ideal, good enough business. For another, it might be $60,000 a year. For another, it might be building a team of 20 and multi-millions. There is no right, wrong. There is no black, white. And everything is up for negotiation now as part of the global pandemic. And it's really important that especially for those of us who are highly sensitive. We're doing the work to go within, get clear about how we're being called to serve and be willing to step forward and allow that to be enough and to stop comparing ourselves to the other 80% because that pre-pandemic marketing is just not going to fly anymore. Yeah, you're reading my mind. Comparison was just really what was coming through. And I think that um, we have to be disciplined enough and even more so to slow our roll or stop the scroll altogether um, in order to maintain balance and sanity and to really just look within, go deep, listen to our intuition, listen to that inner voice and not go through the comparison thing, which can, it's just really, really detrimental. And it can keep people stuck and procrastinating on getting out there, as I'm sure that you've seen as well. Have you noticed that um, post-pandemic, and we're in it, we're still in it, but have you noticed more people gravitating to your message? Because I've seen a lot more people start to get more than a curiosity spark of, wait a second, it might be okay to start integrating spirituality into my business. It might be okay that I take a stand, that I become more of an activist, that I use my platform to really establish my stand. Have you noticed that change? Well, I can say what I've noticed most specifically is that the HSEs in my mentoring programs and the highly sensitive leaders in my training programs have really been thriving through these times. They have really, uh, you know, through my teachings and support have come to really own more than ever that how they operate as a highly sensitive and who they are as a highly sensitive is very much needed through these times. 
And then from that, I would say there's still just been, you know, a steady level of interest. And what I predict is that that opening to the spiritual aspect of business life is going to continue to widen as we go forward. I agree. You know, there's, there's many people at, at this point still, when you and I are having this conversation, who fall into the category that I, you know, I teach, I've been teaching three categories through the pandemic, and there's a category of denial. And that category is still quite wide, but it is, it is going to, it is going to shrink because there's going to be more and more people who are going to say, wow, okay, things are not going to go back to how they were. And we do need a different way to be able to not only find our way through this, but to uh, create betterment as a result of it. Create change. Absolutely. What are the other two? The other two is there's the category of innovation and the category of victimization. Mm -hmm. And so as highly sensitives, we are absolutely being called to that category of innovation. One of our highly sensitive strengths is creativity. And when you learn how to channel that strength into your business, your profession, your relationships, your vision, uh, the sky is the limit. And that is what will allow us to be able to not only continue to thrive through these exceptional times, but really serve through these exceptional times. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So Heather, you've been an entrepreneur for decades. You have clearly understood your market. You are a, a thought leader, absolutely creating these concepts that are making light bulbs go out for people. How do you maintain humility? Hmm. Well, gosh, um, my first response to that is it's just not even an issue. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) I think it's because again, of being highly sensitive. I do remember like my early years of being self-employed and, you know, there was a lot that was happening in regards to internet marketing and the coaching industry, you know, in the early 2000s. And, I remember going to training events and there was like, you know, a real sense of like the person who was on stage, they were like this rock star and, you know, and even some presenters had hired bodyguards and the whole time. And even at that time, I didn't yet realize that I was highly sensitive, but I just had a big question mark about all of it. I was just kind of like, who are we kidding here? (laughs) You know, it's like, and so it's really just always been about, you know, teaching and service to me. And as I share, I I am a teacher um, by training, but I really believe I'm a teacher by spiritual purpose. And so as long as I'm teaching and as long as I'm serving, keeping the focus on the work, we're good. So, um, you know, humility just doesn't really come up as as a question very much. Yeah, really keeping service at the heart of it all. I I love it. And I, I do think that that is something that helps diffuse any of those little gremlins that could come up. So that's beautiful. One thing that I'm curious about, because I know that highly sensitives oftentimes have crisis or trauma in their background. And I'm curious to know if you teach like the treasures and the trauma or that Phoenix rising aspect. I see this a lot and I'm so curious about the dark night of the soul and the pivot points that actually really all of a sudden allow somebody to blossom. Like it's just, it just has to happen. It has to emerge. Yes. Yes. It's such a a great point to touch on Dr. Aaron and her work when she speaks to trauma for those of us who are highly sensitive, what she really highlights is, you know, that, 
a person who is highly sensitive, uh, they will experience the aspects of their sensitivity to a greater degree, dependent upon the personal trauma that they've experienced. So from that aspect, it is uh, not only valuable, but imperative to be aware of, of that as part of your own process and your own history and experience. And definitely, you know, in my mentoring and training programs, we give attention to that. And I also always emphasize that mentoring and training, mentoring and leadership training is not a replacement for therapy. So that is an important aspect of one's own personal uh, growth process and evolution as well. Oh yeah, that's so key. Keeping the the scope of practice so dialed in so everyone's served at that utmost integrity, 100%. So Heather, do you have a tip? If we have Uh, a highly sensitive listening to this episode, which I know that we do. And say, for example, they're maybe stuck in their business or they're hearing this for the first time and they're going, oh my gosh, well, this is a whole new world for me. What's the first step that they can do to start looking at their business and giving themselves some self-compassion through a different lens, through more of a holistic lens of this concept? Well, I always emphasize that awareness is the first phase of transformation. So to allow for the awareness and then to begin to engage in the awareness so that you can come to a place of acceptance, which is that, wow, I am different and being different doesn't equal wrong. It just equals different. And then beginning the process of, well, how would I like to choose to work with that difference so that it is in my favor rather than working against me? Obviously, that is a process. Um, It's a deep process. It's a rewarding process. But that is uh, absolutely a first step, awareness and acceptance. Beautiful combination for sure. And I, I can sense that the the second half is where the layers come in of acceptance. And it's so very interesting because one of the strengths that I see is compassion for others, but it's sometimes very difficult to turn that around and have compassion for self and self-acceptance. So I'm really happy that you brought that to light. How can people learn more about you and your programs and services? Yeah. Well, I would really recommend that, you know, if while listening, there's been any sense of resonance, um, I would invite you to join me for what I'm offering through these exceptional times, which is what I refer to as weekly activations. And they're calls that I lead live, they're Zoom uh, connections that I lead live every Monday, where we look at applying the 50 principles from A Course in Miracles to what it means to be able to be a highly sensitive leader through these exceptional times. And uh, that would be a great practice to be able to put in place for yourself. And you can find that at weeklyactivations.com. And again, www.weeklyactivations.com. What an amazing service. I'll make sure to put the link in the show notes. Um, Really want to lift you up for the bright light that you are shining in the world. I feel your passion. I know people are going to be really benefited by this talk today. So thank you really from my heart for sharing and for showing up. Thank you, Casey. And you are an excellent interviewer. So I so appreciate this conversation. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Until next time, my friend. 
I hope you enjoyed today's episode on women developing brilliance. If so, head on over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you.